Welcome to Uncontained, episode 194. How is everybody doing out there during the whole coronavirus lockdown? I know a lot of people are out there getting stir-crazy, not knowing what to do, not knowing what day of the week it is even without everybody in the office reminding him, oh, Monday, I hate Monday. Oh, Tuesday, it's a day closer to the weekend. Wednesday, halfway there. Oh, one more day till Friday. Then, hey, it's Friday. And then, yeah, it, it sometimes without all those people just reminding you every day of the week what day it is, you forget because they all turn out to be the same. So, you know, just stick it out. We'll do it together. I know some people are doing like social distance, social hours, like over the web using Zoom or whatever uh, they choose to do. Maybe I'll have to do one of those for Uncontained with some listeners. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll uh, maybe post about that and uh, get something going. So yeah, what have you guys been up to? Uh, have a lot of free time on your hands. I got something for you to help uh, keep your mind busy, at least for a little while here. A brand new episode of Uncontained with the host of the Open Mic Podcast, Brett Allen. It's really cool. Since we recorded this interview, I saw that he has posted an interview with a past guest of mine, Eric Stolhansky, from the Broken Lizard crew, also, uh, you know, Super Troopers, Beer Fest, and all those movies that the Broken Lizard guys did. And uh, it'll go along with part of the conversation that we had in the show, talking about how an interview with one guest can be completely different depending on the host. So uh, I am looking forward to going and checking that out and uh, listening to uh, his interview with Eric Stolhansky on the open mic podcast so i don't want to keep you waiting too much longer i know you can only organize the sock drawer over and over again so many times before you lose your mind here's something to take your mind off the coronavirus completely for the next uh 45 minutes or so uh take a listen this is my interview with the host of the open mic podcast brett allen how are you doing today brett and welcome to uncontained Hey, man, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and to be on your awesome show. Uh, I've listened to a few episodes, and uh, I like it, so I'm happy to be here. I like the vibe. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I dig your show as well. You have had some really cool guests on, including like Evan Carmichael, guy from the podcast school. Listen to that episode today. Dave Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. So you have some really good guests on, man. So what got you started down the path of podcasting? Sure, sure. Yeah. So I have talked to some amazing people and uh, I've been doing it now for a little over two years. And I have a background in radio and production. So I am a graduate. I went to the New Mexico Broadcasting Academy. And I actually used to be a DJ for a Christian radio station there. Nice. Um, 88.3. At the time, it was static radio. It's changed. It's rebranded several times since then. But I just have always had a natural interest in, in radio and that sort of thing and talking to people. I feel like, you know, we all have certain gifts and abilities. And for me, one of those things in particular is just connecting with people very easily and naturally. So I'd been a fan of podcasting for a long time. I'd always listened to NPR and I liked how those guys 
did things. They, they, to me, that was the standard of, of how podcasting should be done. You okay. know, those types of shows. And I also, I was a fan of Joe Rogan. And of course, Adam Carolla was definitely in that top five for me, as far as like who I, who I looked up to. And so I saw that he was at the time, you know, he had this podcasting class and at the time I, I kind of thought that was the way to do it. And then I kind of learned eventually that there's many other resources out there, but anyway, I, I digress. So I liked that. And originally when I started, I saw an advertisement on Facebook for anchor, which the cool thing about that was at the time was, is that you could do it from your phone. Okay. I didn't have the money or resources at the time to invest in, a microphone or, you know, recording equipment or even a laptop. It just, to me, the way I was looking at it, it just seemed like it was a way too expensive to do it. So I thought, well, I like this so I can do it from my phone. And so that's how I got started. And okay, then I kind of got bit by the bug because it, <laughs> when I, when I started it, I was just doing like a, a journey type podcast where I was interviewing like, you know, friends. And I was talking about my divorce and being a single dad. And it really was just like therapeutic for me to just do that. Well, then I got turned on to another website that you could go on to and you could find people to interview for your podcast. These were just regular people, no, no celebrities or entrepreneurs or any kind of influencers that I talk to now. Okay. And I came across this a uh, movie critic, Nell Minow, who is a, a critic for Roger Ebert. She works for Roger Ebert. She does a whole bunch of other things. And I interviewed her and that's how it started. And I just thought, how cool is it to be able to talk to these types of people that I wouldn't normally have a conversation with, but because of this outlet of podcasting, I can do it. And so one thing led to another. I, I'd interviewed more friends and then I interviewed another friend who was a, a, a filmmaker and just kept building and building. And, uh, you know, just the law of returns and, and investment in something. And I think you kind of start to see the benefits. And then one thing led to another and, and I'm interviewing Susan C. Bennett, the original voice of Siri. I'm interviewing Tanya Banks, you know, the star of Little Women L.A., uh, Lyris Cross, Project Runway, and, and not just name dropping, but I mean, I feel like I really put the time in and now I have a publicist and, and I have people who pitch me guests and it's crazy. Like I'm super thankful for it. You know, I took a long break and we can talk about that later, but in any case, that's, that's how I got started. And uh, I love it. It's therapeutic for me. And uh, I get to talk to other amazing podcast hosts like yourself and <laughs> and just have fun and so that's that's kind of how i got here okay right on man so i want to take a step back you mentioned that you did radio for a while i did radio myself as well i worked at a rock station uh back in my home state of iowa 94.1 krna and uh i i don't know that's there's some similarities in podcasting to radio but there's a lot of differences too like did you have any challenges uh switching modes from like being a radio station dj to long-form interviews so 
I think the skill set that I got from being a DJ was how to talk, how to handle a microphone, how to phrasing, how to ask questions and that sort of thing. And so I think that gave me like a lot of the technical stuff that I feel like at least to me is important when it comes to podcasting, like microphone proximity, uh, just kind (laughs) of like the, the technical stuff of things and just got me comfortable talking on the radio, you know, Hey, it's brand new song from Jeremy camp here on 88.3. Check it out. He's, you know, that kind of thing, just as an example. And so it, it taught me all the technical stuff. Um, but then when I started doing this, you know, again, I was just doing solo stuff for the longest time. And when I listen to it now, I'm like, ugh, I don't like that. But <laughs> it, it kind of got me to a place where I'm like, well, that was just the beginning. And, and I'm still learning and, and doing things. But, you know, I feel like what kind of where the challenge has come is when I'm interviewing some of these people and I have a very limited time frame in order to talk to them. Like, let's say they'll tell me this guest is available for 30 minutes. These are the things that you need to talk about. You can't talk about these things. And some people don't like that. I don't mind it, but I'm finally comfortable in my niche and who I talk to and who I am as an interviewer. So I've, I've adjusted to it. So there was a little bit of a learning curve, but you know, when you have one shot to talk to somebody that you will probably never, ever talk to again, you just yes. kind of learn and force yourself to just bear down and deal with it. Yeah. I've had a couple of those interviews, like where it's like, okay, I'm, they first start out, be like, okay, I only have like 15 minutes. I'm like, whoa, my show's typically about an hour long. And they're like, can you uh, do a half hour? I was like, okay, I can make that work. Like uh, Eric Stolhansky, he was rabid in Super Troopers. Like he had like a tight schedule that, uh, you know, had to be met. So those are like, yeah, yeah. You got to really pick what you want to bring out. Like, uh, get to the point and like roll and just go with what you can get on those in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so true. And like the same thing, like when I interviewed John Lee Dumas of entrepreneur on fire, they said you have 15 minutes to talk to him. And literally like there was a clock in the background when we were recording it where I could just see the ticker going down, 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 down. So, and some of these people, like Evan Carmichael, you mentioned him at the intro of the show. Yeah. You know, the thing about Evan was, is like, I I talked to his people like at least two weeks, if not more, leading up to when he actually came on my show. So every week they would just send like a little video and saying, okay, you're getting closer to interviewing Evan. And one of his biggest things was, you know, don't spend a lot of time you know, going over the format with me, just let's just jump right in. And so I think I had 25 minutes with him when we interviewed. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was it. And so I had a list of questions and I typically have questions that I, you know, I'm going to ask. But for mostly now, a lot of these people, I've kind of learned to like when I when my publicist reaches out to me and says, hey, you know, this is somebody that I think you should have. She will typically say, this is what you should focus on when you're interviewing her. 
you know, so I've got some guests that are coming that I'm going to be recording in April. And so I've just kind of gotten to a point where I've got, you know how it is, man, you get into a groove oh, yeah. and you, you know, you have your style and you're like, okay, this is how I'm going to go about it. You know, and you know, we're conversationalists and it's weird because like everybody kept saying, you know, you have a very different interview style. It's very unique, but I like it. And I'm kind of like, okay, well <laughs> I'm just being, I'm just being me. So yeah, yeah I mean, you just kind of learn to roll with the punches for sure. Exactly, man. Exactly. And it's amazing how like one person interviewing somebody can be completely different than another person interviewing somebody, you know, just because of yeah, their style, yeah, of their conversation. Like I would listen to uh Nerdist podcast or ID 10 T now with Chris Hardwick and then uh WTF with Mark Marin. They'd have the same guest on, but it'd be like a completely different interview. Totally different. So totally different. It, it's kinda it's kinda cool hearing the interview style of people. And I I, I like the more conversational um podcast hosts that keep it like yeah. just talking, like you meeting at a bar or something like that. Yeah, I think it just kind of like, you know, mutes out a lot of the pretentiousness that can occur. But again, like some of these people, though, it's it can also go on the opposite side of things. And because they're so trained and because there's they do so many types of interviews that it's hard to get that conversational side out of them. And they just want to answer the question and then move on. And so, like, I try and approach things where I it's it's more open ended, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So like so, yeah, asking open ended questions. Yeah. And then you're like, well, OK, <laughs> so now what? And before you know it, it can become very uncomfortable, very fast. And that's not fun. at no, all. No, no. So um, like if you are coming across somebody who's just giving you like you can tell their rehearsed answers or they give you answers over and over the same answer over and over again um op asking open-ended questions like you mentioned is good but is there any uh, are there any other techniques that you use to draw more information out of them well i think one of the biggest things and i try to do this so we're using Squadcast, you know, Zach Moreno and his crew. They, they've come up with this amazing software. So for those of us, for those listening, we he, he we can see each other. Aaron and I can see each yes. other. And so we're able to talk and have a conversation. So I do Squadcast sometimes, but a lot of these folks that I talk to, they don't have the tech savvy or the ability to come on and jump on a computer. So I use Zoom a lot because it's easy for them to call in and, you can have this whole debate about sound quality, but I feel like I, I, what I might lack maybe in certain areas I make up for in content. So I think this is great. I try and do video interviews with everybody because what it does is it takes that wall down and there's a connection that happens between you and I because we're looking at each other. Definitely. So I think open in, so to really answer your question, you know, there's that, but then definitely answering or, or asking open-ended questions or just trying to get people to talk about themselves. I mean, that's the most popular topic that we all have is we like to talk about ourselves. So if I was interviewing you, I'd say, so you have this podcast and you've been doing it, you know, uncontained for, let's say how long, Four years. Now. you know, four years. So let's say you're doing this podcast. You've been doing it for four years. 
you've interviewed some pretty outstanding people. Let's say you interviewed Oliver Graves. I listened to that okay. one. So I would say, okay, you know, what makes him different as a guest than any other celebrity that you could have? So I'm trying to like, or how did that interview make you feel or are those types of things? So kind of just taking like a psychological approach about it and just not necessarily just saying, tell me about it, but let's tell me about it. And then what did you get from it? If that makes any sense. So just kind of like trying to dig past the layers and really get to the heart of what's happening. Yeah, and then you will actually have to ask me that question when I am a guest on your show, which will be coming up here. Yeah. So, um... yeah, yeah, I like Oliver. <laughs> He's great. He's that's funny that you interviewed him. I, I remember him from AGT. Yeah, yeah. That I, I like saw him on there and then uh, came across him on like a video on Facebook of him, like going back to it. And did you ever get into uh, Mitch Hedberg? like uh stand-up comedian. yeah yeah i i was a big fan of his yeah they're kind of similar he, he's like a goth version of mitch hedberg in a way like a darker mitch hedberg and I, that's i i really love that like it takes a lot to do a whole set with a one-liners almost yeah and that was the thing that i felt people missed about him was like i just don't think that they got what he was trying to do but he's a funny guy um He's a funny guy, but that's that was a great interview, by the well, way. So I liked much. that. Thank you very much, yeah. man. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we can talk more about that uh, later. But this episode is focusing on you right now, my friend. Thank you. I'll share things as I go along, but you know, <laughs> cool, man. I, I I could talk about myself on my podcast all the time, which uh, happens from time to time. But you know, it's more about you. Now, I was listening to your podcast. And you said that you were a pastor, correct? A youth pastor, youth pastor. yeah, I was. Okay. So are you still doing that or get out of that and into podcasting? Or Well, it's, it's a bit of a long story, but I, I, was, I was doing that when I was living in New Mexico. Um, but I did stop doing it once I moved here and, you know, was getting married at the time to my now ex-wife. But I did it for years. You know, that's really kind of what... It, some of those tenets, I think, are still a part of what makes me who I am. And I don't make bones about it. But I also don't just, you know, throw it in people's faces either. Okay. But I think the training that I received from that um, and how to counsel people and how to talk to people is what also helps me interview people. Uh, biblical counseling type classes. There's things that they teach you. Uh, you know, how to talk to people and how to have a conversation and how to listen. And I think listening, that's another thing, you know, is how can you listen? Um, if you ask a question, you know, sometimes I used to do this. You have a tendency to just kind of jump in and, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But just let them talk. And I think that's what works for me. So, I, I mean, th at the end of the day, I mean, once you are ordained and, and you're a pastor, that title does not ever leave you, but I don't actively participate. I mean, I have, a, you know, my life is so different now, but um, I mean, I pastor my kid, I guess you could say, and not really <laughs> just as a fancy team for, you know, shepherd or leader, but, you know, it was part of my life and um, I don't regret any of it, but I don't necessarily 
participated anymore to, to answer your question more directly. Fair enough. Fair enough. You actually went ahead and answered like my follow-up question to that without asking, it was going to be like, how did that, like, <laughs> pl- does that play a role in your podcasting? Oh, and absolutely. The it does. Listening aspect and counseling aspect. And it, it does show through too. Um, you can, you can Thank tell you. like when a host is actually listening or just thinking of what they're going to say next, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that can be, <laughs> dangerous too it can be it can be and you got to walk that fine line though because you want to be able to say something next but you don't want to be like just like oh yeah i was just listening (laughs) yeah exactly but uh you know people get that down as they go you know um now you mentioned that you have a publicist like when did you decide that uh, you were ready to get a publicist and uh how did that all come about well, I it's not something that I kind of like just it kind of happened as a happy accident. So as I have it's kind of a there's a bit of a story behind it, but I just had been interviewing a lot of people and I was starting to get more into like interviewing the entrepreneurs, you know, the the influencers and the YouTubers, all these different types of people and I became really good friends with uh an influencer and I helped her, you know, launch her podcast, but she had a publicist and uh, we just kind of kicked it off really well. And, um, you know, she, she helps me out quite a bit, but I I don't really know, like, I didn't really decide. It just kind of happened by accident. And so, (laughs) you know, she, she just kept giving me people and she's helped me develop like, a show one sheet. She helped me with my website. She helped me with a lot of different things. You know, normally you pay a lot of money to these people, but she's been very kind and doesn't charge me. And she's been also a very good reference. So I've gone after some other bigger names. You know, I've gotten some yeses, some no's, but she vouches for me in that regard. Um, And so like if I have a guest and, and I don't really know much about them or, she might say, hey, here's some information about this person. And then I have other publicist agencies that I work with, and I just got connected with them because I reached out and wanted to like book a certain guest. And they would say, well, that guest is not available right now, but how about this? And so I would take maybe the person that's less famous or, you know, like with Kelly of, you know, Jade Umbrella, you know, Kelly Springer or Kelly K, uh, my publicist, you know, that I work with uh, and who helps and reps with her. It was just more like, Hey, who do you have that you think would be a good fit? And then we just, it's all about building relationships. That's what it comes down to. And, you know, building trust and, and, and just, there's a savvy, you know, and a way to do things and how to talk to people. Um, so she's helped me out a ton. She helped me out with my pitch letter for guests. Like I said, in my show one sheet, um, and we've just worked really well together. Um, and so in turn, I put kind of some of her people on that she's working with that she's maybe rebranding or don't have a lot of interview experience. And so I'll take them on my show because, you know, I'm probably the easiest interview that they're going to have. And I'm not going to ask them any gotcha questions or anything like that. It's just going to be more of, hey, you know, um, 
let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. And that's kind of how we got started. Okay. All right. Very cool, man. So, uh, yeah, those networking and those connections are huge, man. That's what it's all about. That's how I've gotten some of my um, more known guests, such as uh, Rob Van Dam and stuff like that. It's from a mm -hmm. comedian and a filmmaker that I had on the show before. So uh, I'm not saying that just to toot my own horn, but it's more like just stay in contact with the people you interview. That's what. Yeah. I, yeah. I you just you don't want to burn any bridges because I will tell you that it's funny you know, I started working with Kelly Springer, you know, um, and then I started working with Claudia Green over at Mayhem and all the people that she reps and Marcy Walters over at Lasting Legacy, you know, all three of them, Kelly Teamer at Scribe Media, like they all had somebody that I wanted to get at first, um, you know, and that person wasn't available, but they gave me somebody else. And, and the thing that I learned is that you might not get that one person that you want, but you might get the next version of that person okay. or the next, you know, uh, David Goggins, you might get the next, uh, you know, I don't know. And so you just never know who you're going to get, but you just build those relationships and you, you just keep working. And then eventually you get to a point where you can make a big ask and they might say, okay, sure. I'll try. You know, I've, I've just learned some people just don't want to do interviews unless they have something to promote. Yeah. Um, and so there's that. But a lot of the people I have have something that they're currently promoting or will be promoting. Um, and uh, that's how that part works. All right, man. Very cool. Very cool. So before we jump into uh, uh, my, uh, my second half of the show, the five questions that I typically ask every guest, uh, where do you see open mic going from here? Like what's next? Ooh, that's a good question. Nobody's ever asked me that before. You know, I, I'm not really sure that I know how to answer that. Like I want to continue to interview great people and provide great content and provide things that will benefit my audience. But I also want to talk to people that I find interesting. So as many great guests as I've had, I've said no to a lot of people as well. Um, you know, so I think like, I just want to keep, I think I want to keep putting out good content and finding great guests and talking about things that are interesting, you know? Um, and to me, that is, that is success to me. If you asked me, do you find your show to be successful? I would say, absolutely. You know, I have a good, this and a good, that and the numbers and you can, those things are important. But at the end of the day, you know, are you putting out something that you're proud of that you would say, you know, am I going for good enough and, and just doing it? Then I think that's okay. So, so to answer your question, yeah, I mean, that's where I see my show going. I don't know. I don't necessarily want to be, you know, the next, uh, you know, Jay Leno. I, I don't know, or any of these talk <laughs> show you. people. That, that's not really what I'm going for. You know, I want to reach as many people as possible and I will do what it takes to get to that place, you know, ethically, of course, and, and just, having more amazing people on my show. So, so that's kind of where I see things going. Right on, right on. And is there like, 
the one guest that you're gunning for right now? Is there like if I could get this guy <laughs> always out there into the anybody in particular right now? Oh, geez. You know, like I think I mean, Dr. Drew Pensky, that's always been like, you know, I would love to talk to him. Um, I think he's just fantastic. You know, there's just so many people that I, I would love to talk to. Gwyneth Paltrow, I would love to have a conversation with her. You know, I just find those people so interesting. Uh, Chris Martin from Coldplay. I mean, you know, and that's the thing is some of these people like that I've pitched or anybody, you know, they, they're a little bit more accessible than you might think. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, is that podcasting is so new and so different that a lot of these people say yes, because it's an opportunity for them to reach a different audience than they might not normally reach, you know, with their typical press. And so that's, I think, where I attribute part of my success is just in the fact that, you know, you just have to ask, but yeah, some of those people, I mean, there's, I have a whole list of people that I would love to talk to. Um, and, uh, but at the same time, you know, some of them may happen sooner than later or they may never happen. I don't know, but it never hurts to dream. (laughs) There you go, man. There you go. And that transitions perfectly into my next question here. Uh, I know you've given a lot of great advice on the show already, but what advice would you have for somebody who is looking to get started in podcasting? Just do it. Just do it. Like if you sit around and you just talk about it, then you'll never do it. And I feel like, you know, and that sounds like pretty trite types of advice, but it's really true. Like starting a podcast is not that hard. It's really not. And you can take courses. You know, I have a few people that I would recommend. You just have to do it. You get a microphone, you get a computer, the editing. You could start a podcast for less than like a couple hundred bucks very easily. I mean, these microphones were like 70 bucks. Yeah. You know, get a webcam, get a computer that's got some decent speed and just do it. And it's going to suck at first and that's okay, but that's just going to only make you better. And I certainly don't feel like I have arrived. I, I feel like I have a long way to go. But, you know, two years ago, I would have never imagined that I would be interviewing the voice of Siri, Susan Bennett, but I just, you just start building. And eventually I think, you know, the law of attraction, you just put in and what you put in, you'll get out. You know, if you put a little effort in, you'll get a little back. But if you put a lot of effort in, you're willing to make the mistakes and just go for it. Then I think that's half the battle right there. Just, just do it. Start and see what happens. If it doesn't work, then don't do it. But if it does work, (laughs) you'll never know until you try it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, the one, if you're like hung up on one thing, chances are it's not that big of a thing as it was like one thing that kept me like turned out to be nothing. I I don't even think about it anymore. But I was like, what is an RSS feed? It sounds difficult. I need to figure that out. Like, how do I do that? It's and it's nothing, you know, it's like basically the web address of your show like that. It pulls exactly. from on iTunes, but you don't really have to do anything to set it up. I was like, no, myself out. And that's why I liked anchor because, you know, it did everything for you. All you had to do was just record, add music 
edit. I mean, I'm a lot more meticulous and I'm a perfectionist. And so I don't want to put out what I feel is crap. So, I mean, I've gotten a little loose on my editing, but I mean, there's a little bit of experience under my belt, but yeah, you know, you can get hung up, like you said, uh, on all these technical things, but you know, I use Simplecast. It's easy. I mean, I moved from Anchor to Simplecast because I wanted to get more like information about my listeners, where they were coming from, downloads, how long people were listening to a show. And so I'm more interested in that type of thing now. So I can kind okay. of pivot and decide where I want to go with things. But yeah, I mean, don't get hung up on the technical stuff. You can, I watched like two YouTube videos, excuse me, on how to edit audio. And then now I just, I mean, there's all kinds of things. A phonic is, you know, you just upload your audio and it levels everything out for you. And it's free for like the first few hours. And you just, and there's a whole community out there that will be willing to help you. Um, it's just do it and don't get hung up on things like you said. Because <laughs> if you do, you'll never, you'll never get there. You'll just keep wishing, well, what, what would it be like if I had done this? Definitely, man. Definitely. Great advice to just get out there and do it. Now, what are you currently doing to promote yourself right now, Brett? Well, right now, like I said, I'm. we talked about this a little, I think, before tape. But uh, a lot of those interviews that you heard were, some of them were from when I was on one feed to another that I'm currently um, migrating over. But I'm just, I've got a bunch of new guests. I'm trying to focus on more of a social presence and building my audience that way. So I'm working on trying to to work on my social presence on Twitter and Facebook and just really and focus on, you know, quality over quantity. Um, and so the, I'm doing that and just really trying to to boost what I'm currently doing and just make the best out of it and just do everything I can the best I can. Um, and I'm also, you know, connecting with other podcasters, you know, uh, we rise by lifting each other up. And so trying to do show swaps with people and, uh, support my fellow podcasters, however I can, you know, and, uh, again, putting in and getting out and not just doing it to get something, but just because I want to support this art form of podcasting. Perfect, man. I love that. I love that outlook. You know, one person gets shine, we all get shine in a way. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah, it's not, you know, I, I am a little bit cagey when it comes to certain things, you know, but I'm willing to make a guest referral with somebody if it's somebody that I know that I can trust and isn't going to screw me uh, or <laughs> not be able to handle somebody that I give them because I do get things that come my way. And they go, do you have some suggestions that, um, but you know, I'm as far as like, if anybody comes to me for advice or asks me, you know, just trying to jump on those threads, you know, what kind of microphone, uh, you know, the pod sound school guys, uh, Veronica and Steve, they put out such, I wish they were around when I started this thing. Cause I would have saved myself a lot of time and headache, but yeah, if one person we shine, everybody gets shine and we just we're a family and we're in this together. 
I hear that, man. I hear that. All right. So now this is kind of a two-part question. It's about a hardship and a highlight. We'll start out with a hardship and uh, we'll roll on from there. So what is like a hardship that you've come across uh, during your podcasting career that uh, you care to share with the uncontained audience? Yeah, well, we'll just talk about what I went through with my rebrand. You know, I... I was kind of like the podcast whore. I just said yes to everybody. And <laughs> I kind of just, I wanted to talk to people just to talk to people. And I, I got so stressed out. Like I almost, I had like an existential breakdown. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. Um, and then my, everything just kind of started to fall apart. My computer became damaged. I lost a bunch of interviews that I did. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It was rough. And so, and then I thought, well, the open mic podcast with Brett Allen, you know, it's not really what I want it to be. Maybe it could be the Brett Allen show. And then I just got so caught up in it. I took like a six month break. I'm like, I'm not interested in this anymore. You know, there's pod fade. And then I just burnt out. I was like this, I'm done. I could care less about this anymore. But, you know, fortunately I maintained all my relationships with people and I was able to jump back in pretty successfully um, but it was horrible. I just, I got sick and tired of it. I just was like, this is dumb. I don't want to talk to beauty influencers anymore. I don't want to talk to celebrities. I don't want to talk to these reality star people. That's just the same garbage, but you know, and then I stopped and then here I am again, you know, fortunately, but, um, it was tough. Like it was stressful. I had health issues. I had parenting issues with my ex-wife. She moved away with my kid and it was just a real mess. And it took about wow. a year or so to kind of bounce back and, and to really recover from all of that and, and start recording again. Wow. Yeah, dude, that sounds like quite the hardship. And it is stressful sometimes podcasting too, without all of that other stuff yeah. uh, that you had to deal with the wife moving away with your kid and health issues and all that stuff. So um yeah sometimes you know i recently went from doing every week to putting a show out every other week just because i was running into that wall where i didn't have time to promote or it just seemed like i was trying to get a guest then record the show edit per put it out get another guest and just repeat the vicious cycle without growing anywhere you know sure. um, so yeah it's good to have that um that uh, state of mind or that uh, presence of mind. That's the word I'm looking for to know that you need to step away for a minute. Absolutely. All right. So we talked about the hardship. Now let's talk about a highlight. So what would be a highlight that you care to share? Well, I think all of that dark tunnel coming to an end and being able to record again, um, you know, the support of my fellow podcasters um, and I think that's definitely it. I, I love it. And I finally have been able to just embrace who I am as a person and as a podcaster and in some, as an interviewer. And this is just my power spot. And I am able to attract a lot of great people. And so I'm going to do that. But I also feel like, you know, I like being on the other side of the mic. So when you reached out to interview me, I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. And I want to do more of this. You know, and really, because it's not just all about the one thing. It's it's a cumulative thing. It's a whole bunch of stuff, right? Yes. And so, um, 
it it's a two way street, right? And I think that for me is learning to just and again, like you not doing I was doing like a show every day. That was ridiculous. So that's, that's um, insane. Two, two a week, you know, one new guest on a Monday and then, you know, like a recast of something on Friday and just re-promoting somebody that I've had before, you know, cause I've, I had a bunch of episodes that I didn't get to release. And so some of those people I just now released. Um, and, uh, you know, the dark, another part of the dark part, you know, I forgot to mention this was just all these people reaching out, you know, saying, Hey, where are you? What are you doing? But I'm just thankful I got through it, you know, and, and I'm able to be here again. Definitely, man. Me too. I'm glad you got through it. I'm glad I found your podcast. And uh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Likewise. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm really enjoying going through listening to uh, listening to your episodes. So um, now I have a couple more questions for you before before uh, we wrap this up, and I'll let you out of here. now we've heard a lot about how you got into podcasting, um, kind of what you look for in a guest, but as far as for your listener, like what experience do you want them to have? Like, what do you want them to take away and remember when they listen to the open mic podcast? Well, I think I want people to feel like that, you know, that they're kind of like a fly on the wall listening to a conversation that they might not normally get to listen to. Um, and I really try and humanize these people and just make them accessible to them and not just look at them and go, Ooh, you know, this person is this or that. And so I really want them to be able to connect with my guest. And so that's how I try and structure my style and my questions around is to be able to connect on the same level that I'm able to connect with them. And that's really what I'm striving for and to walk away with at least, one brick to put in the wall of whatever it is that they're building on their life and go, Oh, this is great. You know? And, uh, I'm so glad I found your show. All right, cool, man. So just give them that one thing they can, at least one thing they can take away and, uh, you know, put that towards something that they're working on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Find that one more piece of the jigsaw puzzle. (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's awesome, man. I kind of, I have, and to attest to that, I have kind of pulled out a few things from the episodes I've listened to. I listened to the first one I listened to was the social media expert lady. Uh, oh, Ra- Rachel Peterson. Ra- yeah. And that's funny. That was one that I actually recorded like over a year ago that never got released. And fortunately, she was still behind the episode. But yeah, Rachel Peterson. Yeah, she was great. Okay, yeah. So like, I, I took some stuff from that, and also like, uh, as you were talking to Evan Carmichael and a few other episodes, I've I've been able to take little things out of there. Like, if you're asking an influencer a question, make sure you ask them something that you mean, you know, that you want to know the exactly. a- answer to, not just like uh, <laughs> something they've heard like a hundred times. So uh, when you want to start a podcast, like, uh, what what what's the first step? that you can find on youtube you know (laughs) just google it it's out there how do i get a i think the question that he if i remember was somebody asked him how do i get a blue check mark on my instagram that's it that's it and he sent them a video back that's how he responds to people is via video and he said you know are you sure like this is the one chance that you 
have to ask me something. And are you absolutely positive that's the question that you want to ask? Because if I were you, I would rethink that. Yeah, I remember that very well. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that that's cool that he gave him a second chance to ask something though, instead of just. Well, like... that's the kind of guy. That's the kind of guy he is. You know, he's very gracious. Right, I'm very cool, man. So, uh, I have one more question for you before we jump into that question. Where can people find you online? What is your corner of the internet? The Open Mic Podcast dot show. Uh, Brett's Open Mic on Twitter. Brett Allen on Facebook and the same on Instagram, but the open mic podcast dot show is where all my episodes hang out. Um, and I'm trying to be more active on Twitter and, and Facebook as well. Okay. All right. Very cool. And if uh, you send me those links, I'll include those in the show notes. Uh, sure. So sure. Can uh, find you and uh, ask you how to get the blue check mark if they, if they really want to. Uh, uh, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the answer to that. You can pay for it. I mean, not, if you got 10 grand laying around, you can go to a publicist and they'll get it for you. You know, it's not hard, but, uh, I'll tell you as we joke about that, but I talk to a lot of people that have that check mark. It doesn't mean anything yeah. other than it just says they are who they say they are in that regard. But past that, doesn't mean squat <laughs> I, I hear that i hear that all right man so uh check the show notes and uh you'll be able to find brett's contact information and uh it's been great talking to you man i appreciate you taking uh the time out of your night to uh come on my show and uh share your story and your wisdom with uh all my listeners here on uncontained now i have that one final question for you it's the title question of the show Brett Montgomery, how do you live uncontained? Everything that motivates me, it's all the same across the board. It's my son. He's what drives me. I want to leave him some kind of legacy, something that he can be proud of, whether it's in my work, whether it's in my finances, it doesn't matter. I, I do it all for him to make him proud and go, man, my dad did something really cool or my dad does something really cool. So it's my son, man. He keeps me motivated and, and that's just what drives me in life. Nice, man. Nice. I couldn't have answered it better myself. Uh, so I got one final thing for you to do, and that is sign off the show. Will you do me the honor of signing off the show tonight, Brett? Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out this awesome interview and this awesome podcast. And I'm Brett Montgomery, and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you to Brett for joining me, and thank you for listening and uh, letting me into your uh, corona isolation and uh, hopefully hopefully taking your mind off of it, giving you something to do, relieving the stir-craziness for a little bit because, as I said, you can only... You can only reorganize stuff so many times in the house before you start feeling OCD. With that being said, I know you've heard it a hundred thousand times by now, probably. Um, social distancing people. Um, make sure you're doing your part to help, uh, as they say, 
you know, squash the curve or like, uh, you know, shorten the curve of this whole corona epidemic or pandemic going on. I apologize. I misspoke there. But do your part, you know, wash your hands, even though they're cracking. Um, One thing I've done is when I've had to work, I've worn rubber gloves and washed the rubber gloves, saved my hands. So maybe maybe that will help you out. But we're all in this thing together. I am uh, sitting at home right now on uh, on the Corona quarantine. So we uh, we'll get through this, people. We uh, we will as a as a world, as a people, maybe in the end, the separation will bring us all closer together. And that's my hippie moment for you right there. But really, um, what can you do right now? Just do your part. Stay clean. Don't hoard toilet paper. Don't hoard water. They're restocking stores. So, you know, that's that's going to be there. And uh, I appreciate everybody who is still working in the retail and uh, grocery stores to keep uh, keep the necessities flowing. So thank you very much. And continue on. Um, continuing on, man. Uh if you're doing any shopping through Amazon while you're home alone, please help out the show a little bit and click the Amazon link at the uh, top of my website page, which is uncontainedpod.com. So just click that shop as usual and uh, help support the show at the same time. I appreciate everybody out there. Stay safe and uh, yeah, stay, stay isolated for now. Uh, Until next time, live isolated and uncontained at the same time. I know it's hard to do. Sounds weird, but we gotta.